Hey guys, welcome back to another week of Autastic, your comedian's guide to autism. I'm one of your hosts, my name is Kirk Smith, and my co-host and buddy... Graham K. Hello everybody. Welcome back Boom. to another sweet sode of the Autastic Podcast. Kirk Smith, um, uh, you guys, you're never going to guess where he is. I'm in New York. Uh, I'm back for a month. I'm taking a month off touring. Can't believe it. Can't wait. Um, <laughs> Kirk is doing the opposite. Uh, you will never guess what you're going to say. Oh, he's on a cruise ship again in the Caribbean or something. No. No. Where are you, Kirk? I'm spending a few summer days in beautiful Romania. Ooh. Uh, yes. Bucharest the and Brasov. The, the hot spot. <laughs> Of the Iron Curtain. <laughs> uh, mm. Former Iron Curtain, but sure. Yeah. Beautiful out here. Yeah. Little known fact, if you've read one of my books, you know that um, that uh, I had a uh, fun experience working at a orphanage in Romania in the late 90s. Yes. And that was a mid-90s. And, yes. And that was a, woo, that was a heroin yeah. experience. Hard to get milk. It was hard to get eggs. It was right. hard to get absolutely anything out here. Yeah, it yeah. Was, uh, Kirk is not. He's not working for Andrew Tate. Okay? Nope. I uh, have zero no. interest in that. Uh, no. That guy. No. He seems like a real he's jerk. Actually, he's actually doing the opposite. He <laughs> is visiting friends he met when he worked at an orphanage. Yeah. Now most of them have gone on go. to work at other nonprofits. Go ahead. Sorry. Sorry. I cut no, you off. No. I. I I, know, I did. I wasn't going to say anything. That's that's just nice. You have, you're a you're a good man, Kirk. I'm trying my best. I don't know. I was last week. I was in uh, beautiful Sweden for four days. I got off a ship in beautiful. Uh, where was I? Stockholm. Took the train mm-hmm. up to see JJ. We had a fun. Uh, you can see a picture of uh, of him and his feet barely in the ocean in Sweden. It was a uh, you know the, the the his Swedish aid. Excuse me one sec. I'm sorry. <laughs> Excuse me. Got a lot of pollen in Bucharest <laughs> this time of year, Kirk? And pollution, sure. His aide <laughs> um, tried to talk me into getting into the ocean, which compared to the uh, Caribbean was not exactly as warm as she thought. And, um, yeah, uh, <laughs> it was uh, it was great to see him, though. And he, he, was, do- he was doing good. He's doing good. He's having his, his summer. You know, it was a, a sw- sweltering 75 in, in Sweden. So, yeah. Tell us about you, Graham. Yes. I've got to grab a glass of water. I can't believe I'm going to have to do this right now, but give me a second. <laughs> no, no, that that the allergies in Bucharest are terrible this time of year. We all know that. Um, yeah, Pete's, Pete's doing fantastic. Yeah, another check-in today about his work. Um, he is He's crushing it. He's, uh, he's been... He's I crushing just, it. I heard I that part, yeah. Yeah, he's not chit-chatting at work. Uh, Love it. Mu- you know, there w- he did have a relapse, uh, unless a couple weeks ago or a, a month ago, rather. And um, but so far, so good. Um, um, big news in the visiting New York front. He does want to come. Okay. Okay. And my parents are going to drive down probably this September, and uh, we're going to get them an Airbnb near me. And then um, Pete's going to stay at my place. And we're going to hang out as a family for a few days. Um, probably a couple days longer than I'd like. And then they're <laughs> going to drive back uh, <laughs> to Ottawa. Hilarious. So it's all covered. It's going to be awesome. I'm excited. End of September, Pete's coming, huh? Yep. 
maybe the beginning. I think the beginning of September. Beginning of September. Um, so it'll still be warm. You know, maybe we'll go to the beach. It'll be fun. Driving around in the green machine. Um, if you guys have not seen Graham K live, he's a big man. He is all of six three, six four, maybe on Tinder. I'm six four. Yeah. Sure. Uh, two ten. Two ten. Fifteen. 220 if he's not lying to himself and he doesn't weigh himself yep. first thing in the morning before he eats. Yep, yep. <laughs> Staying away from that scale right now, let me tell you. I uh, spent a month partying, basically. It was in Costa Rica, Mexico City. Um, so you and your brother, who's bigger than you, and your dad, who's your size, and your mom all squeezed into that Mini Cooper, the short that's one. That's not happening. It's going to be terrific to see. It's not going to happen. <laughs> tell you right now. Uh, tell you right now. It's not going to happen. Uh, I, I don't hilarious. know how... Uh, what we're gonna do, um, but we're probably maybe I'll rent a car. Maybe we'll, you know, they're just they're just a little too old to be walking up those subway steps. Yeah, you guys are you guys are big people. I imagine you taking out the sunroof and having all four of your heads pop out the top like Magnum <laughs> PI. <laughs> it would be a complete clown car. I think, um, yeah. My dad and I could sit in the front. I, I, my dad could get in. I don't know how he's going to get out. But he, the he front is actually a surprisingly uh, spacious. It's just not yeah. designed to have rear passengers if there's somebody in the front. The front is regular size. Yes. Surprisingly. The back is, I, I think the seats are there for tax purposes. Uh, I think or it's insurance, insurance. Yeah, you get a lower rate yeah, if you've got four yeah. seats. Yeah, I think that's yeah. what they're doing. So, I mean, we could cut off my mom and brother's legs why not um, they're not using them that much anyway <laughs> yeah i don't know we'll figure it out they'll, they'll get down here we'll let me we'll do uh we'll do you know well they hey you know what they're gonna have their car there you go i know i just think the visual of you guys riding in your car is hilarious but uh, oh, you made me panic for no reason <laughs> we got the nissan Spe- we'll be fine speaking of cutting things off uh my son I don't think I covered this. Last week, we were uh, giving him a quick shower when I was out there, and uh, 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 his aide took a call. I got distracted doing something. He snuck in, grabbed a razor, and started shaving his own head. So he's- uh, What, with a, with a razor? With a like a, a trimmer, like a like a beard trimmer kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. Like a, oh, okay. Like a, yeah. Cool. Yeah, electric one, not like a, yeah, not scissors and that. Yes, so he's got the summer cut- and then he shaved about half of his chest hair and didn't let us shave the rest of it. So he's got a very unusual pattern, kind of like yeah, great. the 40-year-old virgin where he's got that uh, yeah, those, yeah, the great sp- spots, <laughs> spots missing. He's only a 25-year-old yeah. virgin, 24-year-old virgin. But uh, he's, on, he's, he's on his way, Steve Carell. He's catching up. He's catching up. <laughs> he must like the vibration. So he, he shaved his whole head. Does he do that normally? or He likes uh, – about five years ago he started doing it. He likes – I think he – he likes something about it. He likes watching himself do it. So I think he likes the actual, I don't know, visual of what's happening. Like he's making a change. I think it feels good. Everything he feels in control. Maybe. He's doing a chore. Maybe. He likes, maybe he likes his hair short. It is summer. He likes the feeling. And it's roasting in Sweden. Like I told you, a balmy me 75. But, uh, yeah, when, let me tell you some, from somebody from a, cold, a cooler climate, um, when it gets up to like 75. So it gets up to be like 80 in Ottawa, you know, sometimes 90. As soon as it hits like seventy eight, I'll get a, I'll get a text from my mom being like, "It's disgustingly hot up here." <laughs> the other funny thing about Sweden is if it if they've had a rough winter and it gets about fifty, 
You know, it comes up like this here in March, and it's like 48. There'll be a bunch of girls out in tank tops out and little short shorts like it's like they're in the Bahamas. It's hilarious. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> in my high school, we, we, the, my, uh, this is a little different, but uh, when or in my, my grade school, rather, uh, as soon as it hit like 45 in the spring, like, you know, early, there's still snow yeah. on the ground, patches of snow. It's not going to snow anymore, but there's still snow and it's like 45 sunny. Um, the, there's always be some guy wearing shorts and then the <laughs> principal would announce over the loudspeakers at the end of the announcements, like, congratulations to Mike Tomlinson for being the first guy to wear shorts this year. <laughs> yeah. It was funny. I don't know if you remember this, but, uh, uh I went to school out in, uh, on the West coast, but if it was chilly, Northern Cal could get a little chilly. I think the Mark Twain quote is the coldest winter of my life is a summer night in San Francisco. That's the second time in a week I've heard that quote. Oh, that's odd. Huh. huh. Yeah. Maybe maybe God's speaking to you, Graham. Uh, maybe we're supposed to yeah. move to San Francisco. <laughs> yeah. But anyway, we'd wear shorts and a jacket, which is pretty ridiculous. Yeah. Tell, him, tell God to tell me that he exists, would you? Uh, I, I think you could tell him yourself. I don't think God needs me to stand up for him. He's got he he, he could figure this out. I think uh, Graham's trying to get the other half of the people who haven't left us from the last time to leave us now. But I'm not going to let you do it, Graham. All right. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not, I'm, not, I'm not against it. I, I'm just curious. That's all. I'm a curious guy. Oh, I like it. I like it. Well, should we do a in the news this week? What do you think? If you did you re, did you look at this? What did you think of this one, buddy? I like this article. You found this article, and um, yeah, I, I, we have talked about this a couple times in the past. Uh, this is a new finding. Am I am I right about that? It cut off a little bit. Sorry, the the technology in Romania is, is is right there, but that part cut out a little bit. It's a, it's a new article to me. Yeah, yeah, but we've talked about this subject at least yes, a few times. times. Yes, yes, a few times. Yes. But the this title is- of it. Makes me feel better about those other three episodes that we've done. Uh, without, okay, without any further ado, the, the title is The Connection Between Autism and the Gut Microbiome is Clearer Than Ever. Yes, and uh, we, we two idiots, are on the, the f- we were on the forefront. You heard it here first, like five years ago. Yeah, it's true. We had a, yeah. a lady talking about uh, using a fecal transfer with her, with her blender. So anyway, those of you who didn't, weren't around back then, I'll read you the uh, the beginnings of this. Uh, the link between uh, ASD, autism spectrum disorder, and the body's second brain are more apparent than ever before. The new paper, authored by no less than 43 scientists of various disciplines, has found the strongest link yet between the gut micro microbes, host immunity, genetic expression in the nervous system, and dietary patterns. The new analysis does not confirm autism's underlying cause, nor does it identify specific subtypes as other research has attempted, but rather reveals a more generalized gut profile that seems to be consistent among those with ASD. If this crucial biomarker can be the ooh, elucidated any further can be elucidated in further research, I think that means illuminated, it could one day be used to diagnose ASD and further probe potential treatments. Before this, we had smoke indicators that their microbiome was involved in autism, but now we have actual fires, says the microbiologist Rob Knight at the University of California, San Diego, who we used to play basketball against when I played in, uh, in beautiful Santa Cruz. Yeah. Really? Yeah, yeah. 
We can, we can apply this approach to many other areas, from depression to Parkinson's to cancer, where we think the microbiome plays a role, and we do not know exactly what that role is. Today, scientists know that people with autism are more likely to experience gastrointestinal issues such as constipation, diarrhea, bloating, and vomiting. Yeah, that's a real... JJ's had years of constipation. He is on a... Uh, there's a, a uh, an oil. I know we've covered this before, but this oil that he ingest daily this little tablespoon of uh it's not castor oil but it's something like that something simple and it helps with his digestion and he's kind of an all-or-nothing guy when he goes it's a lot and uh huh we've had a few accidents yeah. and more than a few stories that uh that uh, go into my act yeah we're we gonna say sorry well i was gonna say that um i don't know of peter having any problems with okay um constipation but I know I do. <laughs> and and uh, my uh, club booker, like my one of the oldest bookers, my home club in Ottawa was like, you have autism. <laughs> I know you do. And I'm like, okay, well, all right. Okay. Yeah, that, that, uh, if, if you guys don't remember this, two years ago, the, the long reveal of this podcast was uh, – the Graham probably has autism. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah. Yep. This, we'll just add this to a long string of, artic long string of articles where I go, oh, yeah, I got that. Huh, that sounds <laughs> vaguely familiar. Yeah, you've complained about that a lot. Oh, yeah. Mm. <laughs> anyway. Anyway. The study incorporates 10 existing data sets on autism and the microbiomes, plus 15 other data sets regarding the dietary patterns metabolism, cell immunity profiles, and gene expression, pro gene expression profiles of the human brain. The authors of this analysis say their findings boost the statistical power and biological insight that the gut-brain axis ex behind ASD and provides, quote, stronger association among gut microbes, host immunity, okay, yeah, they repeat themselves, the fundamental connection between the gut and the brain itself is a relatively new frontier in science. In 1992, a researcher named the gut the neglected human brain, end quote. It took until the 21st century for the term human microbiome to be, popular, to be properly conceptualized. Excuse me. In the years since, researchers on the trillions of individual microbiomes found in our guts has blossomed, kind of like the uh, microbiomes, if you know what I mean. And yet experts still aren't really sure what makes up their results to date. There's no clear what a healthy microbiome looks like, let alone a atypical one. There are just so many variables to consider, especially because the communication between the gut and the brain seem to be a two-way street because diet can so quickly change the mix of gut bacteria. Okay, so I'm going to cut forward a little bit. Uh, 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 oh boy, here we go. Okay. At the end, the authors found that the most, the in the in the end, the authors found that most major signatures of autism in certain metabolic pathways that were associated with the gut expression, particularly gene expression and diet. What's more, these microbes attached to these identified by a recent long-term study in the fecal transplants among 18 kids with ASD, and a two-year follow-up participants showed continued improvement in gastro, gastrointestinal and behavioral symptoms based on the scale most commonly used to evaluate the symptoms. Together, these findings suggest a pot potential role of microbiome in providing an autism, uh, providing, sorry, in improving autism symptoms, although how those underlying gut changes might be related to the actual brain changes as yet unclear.
We were able to harmonize, harmonize seemingly desperate data from different studies to find a common language with which to unite them, explains James Mortar, who worked on the paper as a biostatistician statistician, excuse me, on the Simpsons Foundation, a charitable organization that funds biomedical research. I'm guessing no connection to the famous TV show. With this, we were able to identify a microbial signature that distinguishes autistic kids from neurotypical kids across many studies, huh. with a bigger point wow. that going forward, we need a robust long-term study as many as the data sets as possible, understanding that there are changes that may help with intervention. So, I mean, to me, what this is saying is eventually they're going to get to the point where they can, you know, I think my kid's autistic and they will take a fecal study, uh, you know, a sample and run it to the thing. And then based on the microbiome, the bugs in his stomach, be able mm -hmm. to figure it out. That's crazy, right? Yeah. And get to treatment earlier, I suppose. And also for people like me. Yeah. You know. Yep. When I actually finally do go, I can send it off to somebody. And you've been collecting fecal transplants for years. I'm oh, sorry. Yeah. They're, Terrible. It's ruined several relationships. They're like, well, get, well, clear that what's in the Tupperware under the bed. And I Don't say, touch you, those. You it's my stash. Stay out of my personal affairs, ice cream. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's terrible. Yeah. Um, I think uh, it's interesting. What do you think? I I think it's, it's interesting. It sounds close. Uh, I think that... I like when <laughs> I think it's really interesting when the when a, when a large portion of the study is like taking is clerical work almost like taking the results and doing the legwork the reporting almost right. not clerical but the reporting and t taking the results of as this article says like disparate um, findings th from throughout the world and different institutions and collecting the data and figuring something out through that i think that's i think that's super cool and guys we we covered this uh this one extensively uh about 100 episodes ago we talked about uh this lady who worked at a at a hospital and they used a blender a fecal a blender that they uh made sure that it was only used for this to yeah. blend it up and then put a tube down people's esophagus and feed the the good bugs into their stomach you know what this makes me think of um there's more research now that uh allergies and, and asthma i've got really bad allergies i'm allergic to cats and dogs and mm -hmm. grass and probably happiness but that it bucharest <laughs> that it might be caused by having an environment uh, that's too clean as a child where mm -hmm. your body doesn't get the chance to uh, see a bunch of different um, bugs and then attack them and instead uh, treats these other, you know, things like dog hair and whatever and pollen, which are not actually I know they, they said that might be the case with the, with the peanut allergies, but is that the case with allergies as well? Is that, have you read that somewhere? I've read that, yeah, more than once, yeah. yeah. Like with like... I I've I also no this is completely anecdotal so I probably shouldn't say it. Um, you love peanut butter sandwiches. I love peanut butter sandwiches. <laughs> <laughs> but I I heard I heard that uh, Native Americans uh, don't have allergies. I've not heard that because they're they're supposed to be here. I I don't know I I have not heard that but that's interesting. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, don't quote us on like, that one. <laughs> we're, we're, we're not, you know, 
like I w you know we're supposed to have less allergies in Europe because that's what our systems were built for or you know Darwinianism Darwinism uh, yeah I don't know about that I have heard that if you're your your body naturally uh, handles alcohol from your re home region better. So if you're Scottish, your body probably metabolizes scotch a lot better oh, really? than sake. And same with Japanese, yeah. They're going to have an easier time uh, processing, was it soju or sake or something instead of, uh, instead of whiskey? Soju's Korean. I think I that, I think, I thought it was Korean, but they make a Japanese version too. I could be wrong though. I could be wrong. That's not on my list of countries to travel to this week, Graham. This week I'm just okay. in Norway, Denmark, England, Romania, Germany, and Estonia. That's it. <laughs> oh, man. Graham, um, tell us about your shows. What do you got coming up, buddy? Caucasians are more allergic to animal dander and medication than non-Caucasians. Think about that. I did Google that. So huh. Who knows? Um, anyway, uh, I have a um, couple shows coming up. Sorry, I, I, uh, I'm looking at my calendar. Um, but yeah, I am. Tell oh, us about them. Okay. Here we go. Ah, here we go. I'm locked in, baby. Nice. If you are in the New Jersey area. Um, I'm going to be at Silver Stream Studios in Montclair, New Jersey on July 20th, 2023. You can Love get it. tickets on, at my website at grahamk.com. Um, if you follow me on Instagram, there's an easy link in my bio. Uh, I am also going to be doing a uh, the same show in Queens, New York on July 29th. Uh, at QED Theater, and once again, you can get tickets I at on my uh, my website GrahamK.com. Um, I'm also going to be doing a run of shows in um, October in um, of those specific shows um, in, in New York. I'm also going to be coming to. Denver and Toronto in September. I'm going to be doing the High Plains Comedy Festival Ooh. in Denver. And I'm also going to be doing the Just for Laughs Festival in Toronto. Um, and I'm going to be do, they're, I'm going to be they're putting on my, my one-man show, My Love Brother it. Has Autism. Um, I do have a, I did hire a publicist and they told me I should change my name. <laughs> of the show, oh. <laughs> uh, change the name the name of my show uh, from my brother has autism. Um, so it's probably going to be Pete and me, Pete and me. Um, but yeah, the reason why will be a discussion for next episode. Well, Love I you guys very much. Kirk, was, you got anything coming I, up? I was going to ask you what the reason was, but we'll hear about it next week. Uh, you can hear mm -hmm. catch me next month. I will be all week at Absolute Comedy in Ottawa, and I'll be taking Peter to to lunch. I hope we're gonna go have a, a pizza and a, next week a beer. No, next month. Next month. Next month. August 29th through September 5th, unless he is in New York City, and then I will not. That's, oh my gosh, he might be. That's hilarious. <laughs> that's hilarious. But uh, you can catch me all week there, and then in, uh, in the fall I will be at uh, the. Uh, Atlanta Comedy Laughing Skull Comedy Festival October first week of October I'll be out in Atlanta for five days if you're in Atlanta other than that mostly ships and stuff 
I think that's it, guys. Do we do it, Graham? I think he he should be there on the thirtieth. So. Oh, he's getting yeah. some free beer and pizza then. Oh my gosh, he's gonna be excited. I'm I'm All not right. gonna drink any beer, so I'll probably just have diet coke. I know, I know, I know. All right. <laughs> I'll just a guy's a stranger's gonna pick you up to take you up for beers and pizza. Peter, will be like, I'm in. <laughs> <laughs> Who is a stranger? You've talked to him on the phone ten times. I don't care. I don't remember him at much. all. <laughs> When's he coming? <laughs> oh, can he be here tomorrow? Yeah. Yeah. All right, guys. That's it. Have a great week, guys. You can do it.